0: Helping autistic toddlers increase their joint attention skills can feel really daunting because they're little and you're just not sure how to set up the environment and to set up activities. I am thrilled today that we are doing a replay of some of our most popular podcasts in 2023. And this episode today is a replay of Joint Attention for Toddlers. I give you tips and strategies that you can use, whether you are a speech therapist, a BCBA, if you're a parent who wants to make your activities at home more communication-based, This is a really wonderful episode, and I had a parent who took my course, Start Communicating Today, which is our five-hour ASHA and ACE-approved course all about helping our youngest learners on their journey to communication. And she reached out and said, Rose, my son is almost two. And I need some really specific ideas for toddlers, not preschool age students for toddlers. And so in this episode, if you're working in early intervention, if you're working with our youngest students who need help on their way to finding a way to communicate with the world, this is an episode that you don't want to miss. You're listening to Autism Outreach Podcast, a podcast full of ready-to-use strategies to help those with autism strengthen their communication skills. Here's your host, Rose Griffin of ABA Speech, a speech therapist and board-certified behavior analyst who shares tips you can use in your next therapy session. Welcome to Episode 105 of the Autism Outreach Podcast. I'm joining you solo today, and I'm talking all about joint attention with a focus on toddlers. I had one of my course participants, Melody, reach out, and she found me, I think, through TikTok or Instagram, and she is in our Start Communicating Today course. And she said, Rose, I really love the course, but sometimes I think the ideas you share are more geared towards preschool and school-age students. Can you please talk specifically about toddlers? And so I wanted today to reinforce some of these ideas that we are working on in sessions for joint attention and for toddlers. So this is going to really be for our little guys. So if you are serving early intervention, if you're serving preschool, these will still be good ideas for that. But I really wanted to break it down because I work with toddlers in my practice at ABA Speech. And also, I don't know if you know this, but I'm licensed in Washington State and Oregon, and I provide speech pathology consultations. So, I am a supervisor and I provide speech therapy services in those states. And I work along with SLPAs, okay, who are assistants. And so, in those areas, both of my team members are working in ABA centers and they are helping me to provide speech therapy for learners who are younger. And so, I do a lot of consulting, direct services for the toddler age group. And I am a mom of three. My kids are all much older than toddler age, but I just adored, I adored the baby age and toddlers. So today I'm breaking it down. How can we work on joint attention for our younger learners? I want to give you some really, really great ideas. So I do talk about this in our paid course, Start Communicating Today. It's our five-hour ASHA and ACE course. Also great for parents. I have a lot of parents that have taken that course and have enjoyed the material. And I really created that to help professionals, but also parents, because what happens sometimes is parents might be on a wait list to get an evaluation, either because they think their child may have a speech delay or because they may... think the child may be autistic. And so what can you do in the meantime? Because we want to start now. We want to embed work on these things now. That is something that I'm also going to put in the show notes, is that I'm going to talk about three ways that we can work on joint attention. I'm going to talk about using books that, so that your little ones are crawling over or running over to hear you read. I'm going to be talking about music I want your little ones to be doing the motions and right along with you and also play so that your students are engaged in joint attention. So we're looking, or sharing these activities together and that, that really this is the foundation and the basis for talking and for more complex communication skills. So, today, what I want to share with you first is the idea of using books. Books are just the lifeline for learning and for sharing activities and time with our little ones. So, very important. Now, no matter what book you use, I want you to think about using an energetic tone of voice, kind of like I do here on the podcast, at least. That's how it's been described. Using board books for our youngest learners or children at home, because let's face it, they're sturdy. Now, I have three kids of my own. My middle child, she even ripped the board book. So (laughs) they may go under a little bit of damage, but that's okay. Board books tend to be sturdier and good for this population of learner. And then also books that have flaps, little flaps, where the student or our child can lift up the flap and see what's underneath. These are ways that we can use our books and have fun. The other thing to think about is we really, and it's gold standard, if we miss a day, it's okay, but we really should be setting a time every day to read with our little ones. So that's something I'm going to include in the show notes today is that I have a new download that you can use that's completely free. And it allows you to track, are you doing these things that we're going to talk about today 15 minutes a day? Can you work on these things with your own child 15 minutes a day? Or if you're providing parent training, which a lot of us do in the ABA field, can you share this in your parent training? Because we should be without a doubt discussing joint attention. We should be sharing with parents how they can embed communication in their home environment. And that's what I hear from parents all the time. Well, what can I do at home? What can I do at home to support what's happening in either ABA or in speech therapy? And this is going to be something that's very easy. You can just print, put right on your fridge or your home office. My home office is a little bit of a mess. So I like to put things that are very important about my kids right on the fridge that's right there. And you can just check that you did it that day. So using books, that's the first thing I want to talk about. So using books is really, really important. Now, Using board books is ideal, but you don't have to have board books. They're just sturdier for this age group. Some of my favorite books to use, one of my very favorite books to use, and I'm going to link it in the show notes, is called Huggy Kissy. This particular author has a lot of different books. And why I love these books is that there's a baby on the front, which is very cute because you're going to be using this with little ones and it's very simple text. I think on this particular book, there's two words on every page. And so that's a nice, short book to use with our little ones. Another book and series of books that I really, really love for younger students is Llama Llama. If you haven't checked out Llama Llama, you must. These are the coolest books. And there's a series of books If you celebrate traditional holidays, they have books for all the traditional holidays. And then there's a lot of just general books as well. I have created here at ABA Speech Literacy Companions. I'm going to link up our Llama Llama Literacy Companion in the show notes. I love this because if you are I had one BCBA who's a clinical director of a large practice that I do some consulting for. She took one of my Start Communicating Today courses, and she said, oh, my goodness, this is perfect. I am going to print out these literacy companions, and I'm going to put them in our natural environment teaching area. And that was a cool way to use it. Or if you're a parent, you can print this out if you're just not sure and you want to go beyond reading the book with your child, other ways to facilitate communication. So I will include that in the show notes as well. I love using books. And what I tried to do, especially when my my own children were younger, is I did read them a book at night. And so that was part of our bedtime routine. Now, as ABA speech started to grow, and I was working in a school and running ABA speech and Supervision Academy, and I had my own kids, I was tired. I'm not going to lie. I was absolutely exhausted at night. So I tried to find a time during the day that was easier for me just physically and that I wasn't overwhelmed. And so I did after school time. So my kids would come home, they would have a snack, they would relax for 45 minutes or so. And then that would be the time that we would read together. And when my kids, especially when my kids were younger, what I tried to do is, and I actually was pretty good about this when my kids were little. Now they're older and they're reading their own things, so it gets a little more difficult. But when my kids were a lot younger, I really, I just love books. I love a book sale. I'm not going to lie. I buy books on Amazon. I love Barnes and Nobles. I like to go in. I like to touch a book before I buy it. But I like book sales too. So if you're like, I'm on a budget, Rose, that's okay. Go to your local library. My local library in my small hometown here has book sales each month and you can get books for 25 cents. So get your books. I think that's important. And what I would do around the holidays is I always had themed books. So in each of my child's bedrooms, I would have a book bin and then I would put holiday books in their book bin. Or if it's non-holiday time, I would just have regular books in their book bin. And I did try to rotate those every month. Now, I didn't do it every month. That's overwhelming. But I did try my best so that kids are excited. And another thing at that age is that when kids are really little, they might have their favorite book. So they might just want to do that same book over and over, which for me... I was fine with that. My kids each had their own favorite book. And that's a really nice time for us, A, number one, to embed work on joint attention and communication and a shared activity with our little ones. But it's just nurturing and fun and a way for us to do something with our children. Don't get upset if your child, if you're trying to read to your child and it's not at a time where they're in bed. Don't get upset if, they, if your child gets up and walks away from you, leaves the area We're not going to make them sit. We don't want it to be like that. We want this to be fun. We want this to be a fun and functional activity. And also, if you're a provider and you're listening, I just note on my data sheet how long was the child with me? I have a student who I started seeing them for ABA speech in their home as a toddler. And when I first started reading books to them, they would stay by me for about 30 seconds. Now, fast forward about a year and a half later, they're able to fill in the blank. They were pointing to pictures. It's a totally different communication-enriched activity. But at first, they would stay with me for about 30 seconds. They would get up and run. They would come back. They would leave the area. And that's okay. We're going to pick books that are engaging and books we think they might love and enjoy. So books, fun way to work on joint attention for toddlers. The next Thing I want to focus on are songs. Now, songs, especially for toddlers, we should be using our own voice to sing the songs. And also with books, I failed to mention that. Use your own voice to read the book. Do not use YouTube or Epic Books. This is really about a shared activity with the client or with the child. So we want to use our own voice. That is how we're going to work on this type of social engagement, which we know is a foundational skill for more advanced communication. So number two is songs. Songs can be super fun. Now, if you don't know The words to the songs that I'm telling you, because I assume that everybody does, but I realize not everybody is a speech therapist or a teacher, and they may not know the songs to these, the words to the songs that I'm going to discuss. So if you don't know them, but you want to learn them, you can always pick these up and look at them on YouTube because YouTube has a wealth of information. So songs with motions are really great for toddlers because if your toddler is not yet speaking, if they're not using words yet, they can participate by listening and watching you. And they can also participate by doing the motions. And this is a great way to also work on joint attention and imitation, which is another foundational skill. So some of the songs that I really love and enjoy are Wheels on the Bus, because there's a lot of fun motions there. My kids that I work with in person and through teletherapy love when I do the baby. The baby goes wah, wah, wah. They think that's very funny. And I also love five little monkeys jumping on the bed. That is a great one. Another favorite is if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. That's a great one. Those are some just To get you started. And I mean, how did I forget Old McDonald? Old McDonald had a farm. That's a great one. Now, because Old McDonald doesn't have as many motions and you may not have a farm laying around, something that I created and we're selling in our TPT store when this airs. I have a Teachers Pay Teacher store. If you're not familiar, you can just look up ABA Speech and I'll link up my store here. We have a new product that are early intervention songs. And I've already had some of my clinics that I consult with start using this, which has been super, super fun because I hadn't launched it to the public. So it's been fun to see some of the little kids using this. And what it is are colored visuals and also black and white visuals. I worked for many years in a public school where we had a copy center, but I didn't have a color copier right on property. So I know sometimes You cannot print in color. And that's just the reality in some different school districts. So I have this product, Early Intervention Songs. And what's cool about it is there are visuals. There are visuals for Wheels on the Bus. There are visuals for Old MacDonald. There are visuals for the Itsy Bitsy Spider. And so this can be a really nice way as well for our early learners to participate in songs and Velcro. Velcro. You don't have to have Velcro, but kids like Velcro. They like putting it on. They like tearing the Velcro off. At this age, that is super, super fun. So if you're not using songs yet for joint attention, that is another way to do it for our toddlers. So we talked about books and we talked about songs. The last area that I want to discuss today is play play for toddlers. Oh my goodness, such a fun age. And you just never know what they're going to be into. So sometimes when I go into a home, I like to use just what the parents have at home so that they feel comfortable, so they don't have to feel like they need to get a lot of things. But I have some parents who want me to bring over different types of activities because they're just not sure what's out there, what their child will love and enjoy. So for toddlers, it sounds simplistic, but bubbles, you have to have bubbles. Bubbles are super, super fun. Now, remember, if I don't think I've done a podcast just on this, but I've talked about it on TikTok and Instagram, when we're engaging with our students, especially ones who are not yet speaking, we do not, I repeat, we do not want to ask a lot of questions And I don't know why that's a natural tendency for us. But what we want to do is we want to model simple language. So if I have my bubbles, I may say something like this. I have bubbles. I'm going to blow bubbles. Here we go. Ready, set, go. And I blow my bubbles. And then I model. Pop, pop, pop. Oh, I blew a big bubble. So, I'm not asking any questions of the student. I'm just modeling simple language. Another idea are sensory bins. Now, you may say, Rose, what is a sensory bin? It sounds complicated. It doesn't have to be complicated. You can make sensory bins, and these are usually readily available in a lot of preschools with beans. You would have beans, and then maybe you put in different themed items. Let's say that it's winter and you're going to put in different. Winter items. Let's say that it is close to summer and you're going to put in summer items. It's fun for the kids to kind of dig in there and see what they find. And you can model how you go into the sensory bin. I found a snowball. And maybe the child goes in and they find a snowman. And if they're not able to say that, you model for them. A snowman. You found a snowman. So a sensory bin is another idea. Very, very fun. Cars and a car track. I love this for this age group. It's so immediate. You put it down. It goes down the track. You can have another car for them. I have a red car. I have a blue car. Ooh, look at this big truck. And they put it down the track. And you can find these very in a very affordable way. I think one of the first ones I ever bought was on a local mommy swap, which I'm sure a lot of people have. If you live in the United States, they're all over on Facebook, where there are just people that are selling other things. Their kid gets old. They don't want it anymore. Some of my most favorite therapy toys and toys for my kids are things that people in my neighborhood have been selling or people in a mommy swap. So it doesn't have to be expensive, is what I'm saying. Another toy that I love to incorporate is feeding the baby. So having baby dolls and maybe feeding them different items. This kind of gets into and segues into some pretend play. But these things, a car and a car track feeding the baby or having baby dolls and a blankie and a bottle and burping the baby. These can be functional play routines. We can do shared activities. Very fun and a lot of versatility. Sensory bins, if you want to get creative and do a theme sensory bin, very, very fun. And bubbles, 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 bubbles are super great for toddlers. So today, I wanted to chat all about joint attention for younger students. So if you have your own child at home who's on a wait list for speech therapy services, or you want to embed communication at home, or you're an early intervention provider, technician, or professional, these are things that you can do. Using books, board books are great for this. Using an energetic tone of voice, using songs. Check out our early intervention songs. That's a really nice new resource for you using songs with motions, and play. These are all ways that we can work on joint attention with a toddler focus. Now, remember, if you try some of these things, let me know, hit me up in my DMs over on Instagram, or you can always take a picture and tag me, ABA Speech by Rose. I always love hearing from you. I love to know that you're implementing these ideas And that is a wrap on episode 105. If you want more ideas, don't miss an episode. Make sure that you subscribe to the Autism Outreach Podcast and leave me a review. Was this information helpful? Do you have other ideas that you want to hear about? Let me know. And until next time, remember to keep things fun and functional. I'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to Autism Outreach. If you enjoyed the show today, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode full of actionable strategies you can use in your therapy room. Write a review too. That would mean so much to me. I always love hearing from you. Have a specific topic that you want included on a future show? Reach out over on Instagram, ABA Speech by Rose, or visit me at www.abaspeech.org.